Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. So you're probably about to hit the cray-cray, you know, those three weeks prior to Christmas that like Everybody, every man and their dog, they want to see you. It's way overbooked. Your people run late, both your team, even the clients run late. Team miss out on their breaks. Your feet hurt. You don't eat or you eat junk and grab quick snacks. You don't even pee some days. There are all hands on deck. And what the heck if someone gets sick? Managing that appointment book is already like a game of Tetris. So I want to help you get a little bit focused and think of some things just in time in this little period where it's maybe just a little bit quiet before Christmas. These are the last weeks, one or two weeks that you've got to think before you step into the cray cray, you know, the three weeks in the lead up to Christmas day. So there are four different parts of your business that I want you to think about And then you can just relax and chill and be super focused in the (laughs) cray-cray. Because this episode is coming out at the end of November. You've got a little bit of a window. I don't know if you noticed that it's always a little bit quiet in this time. Just about everybody who's due pushes their appointment out so they can get a little bit closer to Christmas. And then they can get to the end of January when the kids go back to school. And then, of course, it becomes Easter and so on and so forth. So this is the moment where you get a little bit of time. So what I'm going to suggest that you do is find a little bit of time of appoint- in your appointment book that you can get some shit done now. And I'm going to take you through four key focuses for you to think about. Then you- everything is done. Then you are sorted and you can just be focused, be present with your team, be present with your clients and put out the Christmas cray-cray fires. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Let's talk about the team. I think even when it's crazy busy, one of the most important things that you could, should, would do on a daily basis if you can handle it is to keep up your daily huddles. That little 10-minute huddle at the beginning of the day that brings everybody together to keep them focused. It's more than just a check-in with them. Um, You get your team focused and ready for the coming day. Because of a little bit cray-cray, you can pre-plan and pre-communicate what's out of stock, who's going to run late for their appointment book, what client is sick, which person's on the waiting list, all of those logistical things that otherwise you have to firefight throughout the day and you do hallway management because you really don't get to touch with everybody in the morning. Keep up your 10-minute huddles. It's really tempting to ditch those in the cray-cray. Now, even if you have to ditch your weekly team meetings in December, I think that's fair. You just want to stay focused, but keep the huddles. Now, I know sometimes we go without lunch. We might have brought our lunch if our team is smart. They can bring their lunch. Um, But often, somebody ends up working through their lunch break. So it would be great for you, if you can, as a range for someone to get lunch 
uh, we used to have a lunch monitor and every day someone was dedicated to be the person that put out the lunch order. And at one o'clock every day, someone went and got the lunch for everybody. And in the morning, they could write the little list in that morning huddle and say, I want to have this and I want to get that. And they put the money there and someone's in charge of being the lunch monitor. Yes, a little bit like being at school, but at least everybody gets fed. You could have a platter that arrives at one o'clock every afternoon and pre-order it and you could front that as the business owner if you feel so inclined. But someone needs to look after um, the food and the sanity. You do not want hangry hairdressers at Christmas time. It's a fundamental and it kind of takes the edge off if people have to work through their lunch break. Now, I know that you're already booked up, but if you can give your team a morning sleep in, if there's a cancellation or things shift around, it does wonders for their mental health, their physical well-being, especially if it's unexpected and you can just do that at a moment's notice. A little bit of kindness goes a long way to take the edge off the cray-cray. Let's talk about our clients because one of the things that we can't afford at Christmas time is no-shows. You can't afford the no-shows because usually there's the cancellation list, you're turning away hundreds of people because they can't get in and you're pre-booked. So managing your no-shows and cancellation lists really is one of those things somebody needs to own at Christmas time. So if you haven't already setting up automated booking reminders and text messages so you don't have to do the manual follow-up and the, and the constant uh, phone calls to follow people up. We used to change our confirmation calls to two days out. Used used to be 24. Any time throughout the year, it's normally 24 hours. You get a confirmation text at Christmas time. We took it out to 48 hours because, and I know some owners in Salon Mastery, they're doing 72 hours because it takes time to play the game of Tetris that somebody needs to cancel to find somebody else and call them up and there's a string of people that can and they can't come Um and so you want to manage that and get a little get a little bit of lead time for yourself. Uh, this is the time to enforce cancellation fees. Now, some of you had a cancellation policy and you've got that in place, but I know, I see you. I know you don't charge the clients all of the time. This is the time to do it. And if you need to remind them and, it's, and it feels mean to say it, you've got to do it. You've got to look after not only the business and your team, but actually the future clients that aren't going to get their hair done at all. Now, revisiting that cancellation list on a daily basis and keeping it up to date during the busy cray-cray, um, it's highly important. And if you haven't set that up, I suggest that you do use a spare column, print out a page that you can have at reception. But the busy period is not a time when you want to be losing money, time, and annoying clients by not being able to serve them and they go somewhere else. Now, one of the things I observed is the pre-booking drops off at Christmas time. Now, while pre-Christmas, in those two appointments in the lead up to Christmas, it's really great for teaching our young stylists to rebook because they've got a really strong reason to say, look, if you don't rebook your next appointment now, you're going to miss out because it's the Christmas cray-cray. Um, and so it's great to embed the culture. But if you don't hold on to that and remind people to do that in their Christmas appointment, they're busy, they're running late. By the time they get to reception, they've already moved mentally. The client has already left the building. And it's really easy if you're not intentional that the book re, your rebooking rate and your bookings into January and February actually plummet. And you don't want that. 
you want to be busy in January. So we want to encourage the pre-booking. And my suggestion is that you do an incentive. An incentive for the team, yeah, of course, but an incentive for the client. So we used to put a great prize pack, like uh, a basket full of goodies. We would get suppliers to donate or the local community uh, businesses, local businesses to add something into the prize draw plus our own products, maybe some services, some GHDs or something if you feel particularly uh, generous, but something that's worthwhile. And when clients book their next appointment in January or February or whatever the cutoff date is, they go in the draw to win. Now, is everybody motivated by the prize? Some are, some aren't, but actually what it does is it creates a talking point for your team. There's no excuse not to have the conversation about booking their next appointment. Speaking of clients, number three is really thinking intentionally about our five-star clients or the ex five-star experience that we're sharing with our clients. Now, my observation is, that, again, if you're not intentional in thinking about this, the average client spend goes down per hour in the business. Now, what do you mean by that, Larissa? We make heaps of money in December. Well, what happens is your team are too busy. They're booked back to back. Stress is up. Clients walk in. They're worrying about the money in the meter and they're running late because they're Christmas shopping and they're, doing, they're stressed. And what happens is the stressful environment means that the client doesn't get the full consultation because the team's got three clients in the salon and they're all looking around and the client can't be really too focused. And my observation is that clients get minimal services. They get the half head, not the full head. They forget to get the upgrade. They don't buy the retail because of this rust, rushed and stressed environment. And we don't want that because otherwise uh, what happens is, yes, the money goes up, but the money goes up because the volume went up, not because the smartness went up. So we do more hours and we do more clients and we yes, we do, do more money, but if you actually looked at it productivity-wise and the spend per client, often it's low, which is not great. So I like a little bit of a strategy of slow down to speed up. Let's have the deeper experience. Let's keep the higher average client bill, not just for money's sake, but because the client gets the better experience. The team member can slow it down a little bit and not feel that high agitation stress period. They can stop and they can breathe and they can look at the client and see her fully for who she is. And we can give a five-star experience rather than a three-star experience, four clients in the salon at once, high stress, high overwhelm, and nobody's winning for the long term. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the 
show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. I don't know about you, but I want to lower the noise and the panic of Christmas time. And I think if we really think deeper experience, five-star experience, let's slow down, actually you'll discover that the money is the same, but the energy is calm. Clients spend 30% more at Christmas time. That makes sense, right? We're buying presents, we're spending all the things, we save our money for the Christmas period. So we want to make sure that we, as the business owner, get a little bit of that. So this is the time of year that we want to be thinking about our loyalty program and our five-star clients and spoiling our best clients. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the last, I don't know, handful of years, the the clients that are gift-giving clients, that's gone way down. Remember back in the day when clients used to come with gift in hand and spoil their hairdresser? We were somebody special. But I think things have changed over the last few years and gift-giving to the hair and beauty industry has gone downward. I don't know what happened, but what would happen if we flipped it and we started to be the gift givers, particularly to your really loyal five-star clients? Let's recognize them and let's, uh, let's give them a little bit of love. Love is always reciprocated and you will always gain it back at some future time. Something for you to think about. Now, let's not forget to champion the classic, classic gift voucher. It's a quick and easy gift. Uh, it's a solution for them, for their fr- friends, for their family. And uh, you want to get a piece of that market. It is a multi-million dollar market, this gift, this whole gift giving of gift vouchers. That was a handful. <laughs> and I want you to make sure that you focus on it because uh, you deserve to have a piece of it too just by thinking about it and doing something clear about it. So you can uh, create some uh, packages, uh, beauty packages, hair packages, package things together, bundle your products together, any which way hair and beauty services and products make great gifts. Now, something to think about, are your gift vouchers purchasable online? Some of our salon mastery owners have their, uh, their phones ding dinging on Christmas morning Yes, Christmas morning, probably gentlemen, sorry to say, are buying up large for last minute Christmas presents. So I would make sure that your gift vouchers are available and your gift packages are available online um, for those last minute, last minute Larry. Righty, right? Let's talk about products. You can't sell what you don't have. So I want you to pay attention to your stock levels. Sometimes logistical tasks like ordering stock and managing stock and taking, doing stock takes kind of goes out the window. One, it's boring to count stock. I know I hated that job, but you can't sell what you don't have. And too many times I've been into salons and in the early days of my business, I was caught out a few times. When you talk about a product, you've slowed down so you can speed up, you're giving great consultations, you get to to reception in the retail shelf and there ain't anything there. This is your busy time, you're better to be overstocked. You're better to be overstocked, you'll sell it eventually as long as of course you're being smart and buying the high turning stock. So you want to get in and over order now if you haven't already and make sure you pay attention to the high selling items, not just any old item and not just Jane's favorite, 
go and look historically at the things that sell one at Christmas time and two that are selling hot right now and make sure that you up your levels of those things in particular. Be smart with your stock ordering and where you're putting your stock dollar and make sure it's your high selling, high selling stock. A little bit of time now will save you uh, upfront. There's nothing worse than giving a great consultation and designing a hair color or upselling something, uh, a skin service or an add-on, and then you go to the back room to do the service and you haven't got the stuff. One, it's a bad experience for the client. Two, but it adds stress to the team member to have to reformulate and recalibrate and think what they're going to do. So do yourself, your team and your clients a favor and get ahead of that. Now's the time to do it. Uh, I think check in with your stockists. I know I never did this, but I know of owners who have their reps come in and do the stock ordering for them. I don't know why I never worked that out for myself and got my rep to do that, but that feels like uh, delegating a really smart piece uh, of work. All right, let's turn our attention to a little bit of self-care, a little bit of self-care for yourself, but a little bit of self-care also for your team. I know for me, all of those years that I owned my salon, I would turn up at my mother's on Christmas Day and I would have a nap after lunch. So exhausted, hadn't slept for weeks, worked hard, but who wants to be sleeping out of exhaustion on Christmas Day? I know once upon a time that was probably okay and I probably thought I was awesome for working so hard, but I don't want to sleep on Christmas Day and probably neither do you. So, we want to bake in a little bit of self-care now, be a little bit intentional. And rather than just focusing on the Christmas cray-cray, if we get into our calendars now, a little bit of self-care at least once a week, then we're going to do ourselves a favor. We talked a little bit about having a morning off if somebody cancels. But if you could book something into your calendar once a week over those three busy cray-cray times, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going and having a massage, <laughs> if you can get in, um, something that you can do that is relaxing, make sure you book in an early night. I know that sounds silly, but when I intentionally want to prioritize sleep, I'll put it in my calendar. Tonight, I'm in bed by eight. Whatever works for you, whatever feels like self-care for you, whatever feels like that will regenerate you, get it into your calendar so you can intentionally make sure it happens. Then I want you to think about picking up the stuff that has to get done this side of the year versus things that you could actually do next side of next year. As a business owner, I don't know about you, but I've often got two or three lists on the go. I've got my project plan. Uh, that's our game plan that we do every six weeks. We do a, a project plan about the things that we're going to work on and growing our business. And then there's the kind of the personal list, the things that I'm doing with my family. And then there's this other back of my head list or some other notebook list that of all the little nap bites that I'm juggling all of the time. Does this make sense? How many of you have two or three notebooks that you're making notes in? I know, I see you. What I'm going to suggest is in this little period before the cray cray, put an hour in your calendar and I want you to go through all of your lists and you're going to have three columns. The first column is needs must has to happen this side of the year, urgent and important. The middle column is going to be, uh, it's important, but actually I can drop it now and I can do it next year and I can pick it up as a project next year. And then the third column is either going to be delegate or delete. Like just get shit off your list. Either somebody else can do it or actually just delete it. If it's not important, if it's not going to grow the business, 
if it's not going to help you survive Christmas and if it's uh, not if it's not going to do anything, just delete it. If it's not income generating or driving the business forward, get rid of it. Sometimes we have stuff on our list that's, you know, other people's agendas. So I give you permission to delegate or to delete and prioritize. Be kind to yourself and manage your time. Now, once you've got your list of this side of the year, we want to do something called calendar blocking. Get it into your calendar. When are you going to do the stuff? And then the things that you've got on your list for next year, if you park that into your calendar for next year, then you kind of feel safe. I don't know about you, but I can't take things off my list unless they're safely parked somewhere else because I'm worried I'll forget. And it's really important. So calendar block this side of the year for the have to's, next side of the year for the want to's, and then just delegate and delete the rest. Always prioritize income generating activity when you can't decide or you've got a lot of urgence, put those ones at the top. It'll always keep your, you and your business moving forward. I kind of think focusing on the business, income generating activity is self-care because I don't know about you, but when I'm stressed, overworked, overwhelmed, and my business is not making ends meet and I'm not making ends meet for myself, that is stress. That is overwhelmed. So when my business is making ends meet, it's profitable, it's paying me what I should be paid, I feel calm. And I'm a better person to the people around me. I'm a better mother, I'm a better wife, I'm a better boss. So I think self-care and care for your wider community is actually having a, a productive, well-run business. So prioritizing, prioritizing income generating to make sure that ends meet is super important. So we've talked about some things that I want you to do over this kind of the little lull before the storm. We've talked about baking in self-care, planning this year and, and next year. We've talked about uh, making sure we've got the right stuff to sell and getting ahead of the game so we don't run out and create stressful moments for our team. We've talked about keeping our average client spend up, looking after our five-star clients, slowing down a little bit so we can speed up and do better and, and go deeper. We've talked about managing our appointment books, making sure we don't get no-shows because we can't afford it at this time, managing our cancellation list and confirmations. And we've talked about looking after our team, keep communication up with daily huddles, making sure we don't get hangry hairdressers, feed those people, <laughs> and uh, giving them a little bit of love and a, and a sleep in if you can do. We've talked about a lot. And as I think about going into this period for myself, Next week, I am taking our annual planning 2023 workshop, 2023 and beyond with my Salon Mastery owners. So I lead this session every year, um, and it's about a four-hour session. We do it on a Monday right at the beginning of December so we can get it done before the cray-cray and we plan the whole year. We set some goals and we uh, put some plans in place to implement the goals uh, for us and for our team, all of the things, we follow a nine-step strategy plan for our salon to grow for the coming year. We have a look at what worked in the last 12 months, what didn't work in the past, so we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater and we keep working on or keep doing the things that work for us. We want to double down on that. We create a 12-month plan done, ticked. Then with that confidence that the plan is in place, it's locked in our calendar, then we can stop and we can focus on the cray-cray. When we come back in the new year, 
we're done. We're planned and we just get straight into implement, implementation mode. Otherwise, by the time we come back and our kids go back to school, it's mid to late January before everyone's back into the swing. And by the time we carve out time to do the planning, the implementation doesn't get started until the first quarter is nearly over. So I think get it done now. Then we can focus on the cray-cray with confidence and calmness. So if you want to get a head start on 2023, have a clear nine-step plan, a nine-part plan so you can stop feeling like, you know, you're winging it just a little bit, that you have a clear plan to grow, a plan to attract clients, lead your team to improve sales performance, attract a rock star team, can't serve the clients without the team, pay them well, and I mean like really well, and we want our team working smarter, not harder, like working harder for the same money does not make sense. We want to have confidence uh, as a business owner in our ability to manage our people and even grow our management team. And most importantly, have a clear plan for yourself, you know, as the business owner, as the CEO, a plan for profit, a plan to grow. Without, do you know, this is really important to me, without you being at the center of the business, because when you're at the center of everything and you're the guy in the middle of the intersection with the white gloves um, managing the traffic flow, then it can really feel like you're held hostage to your business or worse, feel held hostage by your team. So if you want to plan a, a proven nine-part business plan for your salon, then maybe salon right, Salon Mastery is the right place for you too. All you need to do is click the Apply Now button in the show notes of this podcast episode. Let's see if Salon Mastery is right for you. You can tell me a little bit about your business and we'll have a chat. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.